Joining me now for this bonus episode of Locked On Gators, like he does every Saturday, is Tyler Fornes at The Real Forno. And I don't know about you, Tyler, but um, last week was not kind to me. Uh, I, I can say that one because, you know, a little 24 and a half didn't exactly cover. Uh, the Florida Gators did not exactly cover 24 and a half, but uh, for the first time since week one, the Florida Gators are now underdogs heading into their Saturday matchup against Tennessee, which is obviously happening later today at 3.30 Eastern time. Tennessee favored by 10.5 points. How do you feel about it? Look, the Gators should be underdogs here. They underwhelmed massively over the last two games. And in week one, like we got really excited about the Anthony Richardson flash plays. He was seeing the field well. He was explosive. He made plays that, that two-point conversion – that's a Heisman like moment. The, those plays are what win you the Heisman Trophy along with your body of work. You have to have the flash. And that's why we got so excited. And then he kind of forgot how to play football. And we talked about it last week. He's just, he's a toolbox. He doesn't have the wheels on properly yet. And he doesn't know how to use his natural gifts. He will learn and he will continue to see improvement. But the tough part is, how quickly is he going to see that? And I think Billy Napier is starting to really learn. And we saw this towards the end of the game. Hey, this guy knows how to use his, like what to do. He doesn't know how to do it. And I think they're going to lean on Trevor Etienne, who has been arguably the best player on the Florida offense consistently. He runs just like his brother. And it, it feels like a lazy comparison. It's not a lazy comparison and it's honestly really impressive because he has been very good and then you have Montreal Johnson next to him outside of the fumble has also been very good uh Naquan Wright who has been my guy for the last couple years has really kind of taken a step behind them which is fine but Wright is also a good back lean on the running game be multiple with it be diverse use some jet action uh, get guys like Whittemore and Henderson on jet sweeps to try and keep the defense honest. You can open up some of those holes easier in the running game, especially with that inside zone. You can do a lot of things with how you spread this offense out. Give Anthony Richardson layups. Let him hit layups, get some confidence, then maybe you can hit some deep shots later on in the game. Like deep 15-yard crossers to Pearsall. That should be the bread and butter of this offense moving forward. And then obviously, oh, I just want to chuck it deep. I feel comfortable letting him do that, but you have to get Richardson into a groove. You have to get him confident. It kind of likens me to my, my favorite team, the Vikings quarterback is Kirk cousins. Cousins is good. He's not great. And the key to getting him to have a successful game is he needs to get into a rhythm early, get some confidence, get into the flow. And then once you do that, he can really take over and be a very, very good quarterback. And I think some of those same traits you have to pass along to Anthony Richardson I think 10 and a half is too high. I would have put this at about seven, but the Gators absolutely deserve to be dogs in this game. Yeah, it's uh it's not it's not great for Florida right now on the offensive side of the ball. And the money line here is set with Florida plus 300, Tennessee minus 370. I feel like just based on the times that we've recorded before. Uh, minus 370 is one of those lines where you're going to say it's not worth it to bet on it unless you parlay it. But l- let me hear it from you. Yeah, no, you're exactly right, right, Brandon. 
I would, if you believe Florida is going to win, and Florida has a track record of going to Tennessee and winning. Um, the only loss that they've had at Tennessee since I believe 2002 uh, was that uh, 2016 game where the Butch Jones led squad with Josh Dobbs was able to score, I think, what, 28 or 31 points in the second half to win by double digits. That's the only win for Tennessee at home in that stretch. I would feel pretty comfortable um, betting on Florida with the money line. But honestly, I love Florida against the spread, 10.5. I just think it's too much with how good this Florida defense has played. Obviously, you only have the three-game sample size, but 26, 26, and 28, that's a level of consistency, especially when you talk about two pro-style offenses and a spread offense. You're looking at a little bit of everything. If you cover Henning Hooker's first read, he will struggle. And all you have to do is play solid in the running game in order to prevent some of those RPOs from really gashing you. I think Florida can cover 10 and a half. I'm not super confident they win. I am very confident that they cover. All right. And let me ask this because I probably should have asked it earlier. Is all of this analysis, including that you think Cedric Tillman will play, won't play, or honestly doesn't even matter? I don't think it matters, but obviously you're going to feel a lot more comfortable with the money line if Tillman does not play. I I do not trust Tennessee's offense to really be able to put up points against the best defense that they've played so far. They played a couple of bad Mac teams, including a Ball State team that is just horrendous. And then on the other side, they played Pitt. And they were losing to Pitt before Keaton Slovis got hurt. And then they still had needed overtime to beat that Pitt team. I don't trust Tennessee's offense to be able to put up enough points, even though their pace of play is going to give them more opportunities because they are one of the fastest teams in college football with Josh Heupel at the helm. But their defense isn't exactly what you would call world beaters either. I think the Gators, if they run a lot of play action, counter action, get them thinking rather than reacting, it, and I think that could be the key. The, the Gators should cover this game. Uh, I don't trust Tennessee. I really don't. And it's not the fact that like they're one of the Gators' biggest rivals. And you and I are obviously huge Florida Gator fans. Like That's one of the reasons why we do this segment every week. Because we're passionate about the program. Tennessee does not inspire confidence in me. They're over-under for win total, I believe, is 8.5. And, and I'm like, how in the world are you betting over that with how many good teams this Tennessee team is playing. They got lucky against Pitt considering Slovis went down. They still have Georgia. They still have Kentucky, Florida, Alabama, and then South Carolina is a wild card because what if Spencer Rattler does figure it back out? Like, I don't trust this Tennessee team. They still need to prove me something because I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, no, uh, that's something that I've been dealing with the YouTube comments this week is just like, oh, like, how are you going to say, you know, Tennessee uh, hasn't shown anything yet? It's like, well, they played one good team, two bad Mac teams. And my favorite comment this week, well, Tennessee can't control who they play. They, yes, they, they can. Control, they control are you exactly kidding? They, they can't control, control who they play. That was my bonkers. These guys control who they play. Yep. They do. They schedule these games. Problem favorite oh. comment was that they can't control who they play or when they play them. And I was like, you don't know how college football works, but um, the last bit Cody of this- is so upset. He walked over to me to start talking and now he's just chewing on my chair. <laughs> he is pissed. Um, he is pissed. 
before we get into the uh, the props for this game, the over-under is set at 63. I think I know where you're going, but where are you headed with it? Ah, 63. 31-28 was the score last week, and it, it felt like a not, not an offensive showcase. Um, I think that this total goes over because I think Florida is going to run the football effectively against the Tennessee defense that hasn't inspired a lot of confidence in me. I think Tennessee is going to put up some points against the Gators. I don't know how much, but I think 35 is not out of the realm of possibility. I think this could easily be a 35-31 football game, maybe a little higher if uh, Cedric Tillman plays. Um, I, I would feel pretty comfortable going over, but there really won't wouldn't be a result that shocked me with how Anthony Richardson, excuse me, has played football this year. Today's episode of Locked On Gators is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up the college football season or professional football season. You got it there, too. It's easy to play and win cold, hard cash in a single game. I know I have every intention of making money this weekend by picking Montreal Johnson to have more than 54 and a half rushing yards. Underdog has investment backing by Kevin Durant, Adam Schefter, and so many more to help build a fantasy platform with a fun user experience. I've always said I love clicking that little share, and I, just, I, I love the layout. It's, it's just so aesthetically pleasing for me. With a great support team, sign up with the promo code Locked On, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get another $100 for free. And then speaking of Anthony Richardson, now we're, we're talking about his props for this week. Passing yards is set at 175 and a half. Last week it was 180 and a half, I think, maybe 185 and a half, but obviously a bit lower this week. How do you feel about that one? Honestly, with these, you have to bet the under until he really proves something. He's only eclipsed 200 yards, I believe, once in his entire career, and that was last season. I'm, I'm, I'm not touching the over on these unless it drops to about 150, or he proves that he can do it. Because so far, he has not. And Odie is chewing on my deodorant. Oh boy! It, for those of you who don't know, I have a. a 12-week-old um, French bulldog puppy named Odie, and he's wonderful. But, my God, this dog loves to chew. He's just, he's just pumped for the game. That's all it is. Oh, no, <laughs> he is hyped. But he loves chewing. Um, rushing yards for Anthony Ripson is set at 41 and a half. We haven't seen him be aggressive as a runner since the Utah game. How do we feel about that one? I think this may be where he they start to really focus on him rushing the football because they cannot trust his arm to be consistent. And that's the key. It's not that he's not really good. He's got all world talent. And we know this. We've known this forever. You and I have been talking for a long time, Brandon. I loved this kid as a recruit. He's got the talent. He doesn't know how to use it. And I think they're going to transition to utilizing him more, especially in the RPO game, quarterback power. And you're going to see that total get up towards 60 or 70. Yeah, I think also... When you look at, you know, the past two weeks, he didn't run much. Kentucky did a great job of containing him when he did mm -hmm. try to move. South Florida, he didn't try to run that much. I think when you look at this game, it's like, well, Anthony Richardson needs to run the ball if Florida wants to win this game because he hasn't shown he can do it throwing the ball, and you have to at least have that threat. But throwing the ball, TD passes, set at one and a half for this game on Bet Online. Under. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you have to go under it. You, here's the thing. Props is where you can make money 
easily because Vegas isn't, they don't make a ton of money in these things and you're never going to get better odds than like minus 115 or 110. Like this is where you can really clean up if you understand. Um, one of the best guys to go to for props, um, Eric Froton of NBC Sports. There is going to be a way you make a lot of money. I, I, how can you trust him to throw two touchdown passes? Like right now, That's you just can't. You yep. can't. And I would probably lean towards if you are choosing to bet this or not, don't bet it because who knows? They get around the one yard line and he throws a couple flat routes and he, or, the Tebow jump pass, and he throws two touchdowns. Touchdowns are a volatile and random stat, and it's very hard to predict touchdown totals. If you want to go anytime touchdown scorer, um, as far as passing touchdowns, I would slam it. But going for or against multiple, I wouldn't touch. And then interceptions for Anthony Richardson for this game is set at a flat one. Don't touch it, because if he throws one, it's a push. Um, I don't know if he throws enough to get two. Um, if it was 0.5, I'd smash it. If it was one and a half, I'd hit the under, but at one, I don't think it's worth your time. And then rushing touchdown plus 100 for Anthony Richardson. Yeah, that's a good bet. That's a good bet, especially goal line. Um, they obviously trust ETN and Johnson to be, to take those snaps, but you also have a six, four, 235 pound quarterback who runs with power and speed. Um, yeah, I, I will take that. And the final prop we have is not Anthony Richardson. Uh, this is the first time that I have seen a non-Anthony Richardson prop on a Florida Gator game this season. Montrell Johnson over under is set at 54 and a half rushing yards in bet online. Now, I'm trying to remember Montrell Johnson's rushing yard totals there. Um, I would probably go over on this because I, I really do think they're going to transition to more of the running game in this game. And I think that's going to make a really big difference for the Gators here because they don't want Anthony Richardson to feel pressured to really drive the ball down the field with any form of consistency. Uh, and I think they're really going to focus on ETN and Johnson moving forward as the backs. Uh, if you remember Montreal Johnson for Louisiana, she was dominant. True freshman ran for over 900 yards in the Sun Belt. Not an easy thing to do. Um, especially when you he was in a timeshare with Chris Davis. I like Montrell Johnson as the over. I would project about 75, 80 yards for him. Yeah, he's gone over 54 and a half in all three games this season, even though he only carried the ball seven times against Kentucky, six times against South Florida, uh, 12 times against Utah, but he's gone over it every time. And he, he's one of those guys where like he's a home run hitter. Like, like he's going to break off a long run and you have to just go, okay, then the rest of his runs, if that run itself isn't more than 54 and a half, then the rest of his runs will get him there. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah, you. He, he kind of he kind of gives me that uh, Brees Hall, Adrian Peterson vibe of, hey, yeah, he's gonna have like two one zero negative three one two four eighty four two. Like that's just the kind of guy he is. He's gonna break off big ones, and there's a there's a place for that because it could come at any time. Yeah, he he is so lethal on the ground. I love it. I love oh, it. I love the rushing attack this year. It's fantastic. I just hope that they just, you know, feed him against Tennessee. That That's what I want to see. That ex- I want to see the Sully, too. Thank you so much, Tyler. This was Tyler Fornes at The Real Forno on Twitter, and you can catch him everywhere with <laughs> everywhere that he, there is written content because Tyler is there to do it. That man is a beast. And uh, every Saturday, Locked On Gators, he'll be here in the morning.